Bismillah, bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawwalah amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. How's everybody doing? Alhamdulillah. So inshallah ta'ala we're continuing with ayah number 11 in which Allah ta'ala says, Ba'da a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Waj'alna al-nahara ma'asha. And we have made the day for livelihood. So there seems to be an omitted mahdhuf word here, an omitted word, which is what? وَجَعَلْنَا nahara waqta ma'ashin. This is the expected sentence, you could say. The word waqt or the time of, you know, livelihood, the time to, you know, when the sun comes up and you can see everything, that's the time where everything is alive and buzzing and moving and chirping, etc. And alhamdulillah, everybody's doing their work. The word ma'ash itself, uh, it could be ism zaman, meaning this is the time of uh, 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 livelihood. And it's a, wallahu ta'ala alam, it seems to be the masdar, masdar mimi, because the verb itself is aasha ya'ishu, aishan, or ma'ashan, or ma'ishatan, uh, which means uh, to live one's life. Or you could, you could even say to live a good life. And this is where you get the name of aisha. Aisha is, means a, a woman who lives a, is living a good life. Uh, that's what it means. It's ism fa'il, uh, feminine. Anyhow, uh, you would have expected this sentence. Another, another form of this sentence could have been, after Allah Ta'ala had mentioned, we made, we made this, we made that, Allah Ta'ala did not have to restate the word waja'alna, and we made. Allah could have just said, وَالنَّهَارَ مَعَاشَ Right, Allah could have said, and as for the day, it's a time of, you know, living and bustling and movement and so forth. Yet Allah Ta'ala repeats this word, ja'alna, we are the ones who made it. This seems to be a strong emphasis here. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala is trying to remind the human being, is reminding the human being that it is He, it is Allah Ta'ala who is blessing us with daytime, giving us this sunlight which makes us feel energized, which makes us see everything clearly and makes us feel very positive. Also, it's to respond to those who either engage in worship of the sun, which there are many people throughout history who have done that, or worshiping light in general, or specifically, uh, more specifically, uh, the Zoroastrians who believe in two deities, the, light, uh, the god of light and the god of dark, Ahura Mazda being the god of light and Angra Mainu, uh, which is the, uh, you could say, uh, god of destruction or darkness. And basically Allah Ta'ala is reminding the human being that Allah Ta'ala is the creator of all this. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of this uh, daytime, the light and etc. And furthermore, it's to remind the believers that I'm the one who's providing you with this time to go get your rizq. I am al-razaq, I am al-ghani, I am al-mughni, I am the provider, the one who is constantly providing. I am the one who is the, the most rich and who is the enricher. These are all part of the understanding. And of course, we have to remember that what this is to remind humanity of Allah's might, that this entirety of its creation uh, is controlled by Allah. He is the one who created the earth and the skies, and he controls the night and the day, the alternation of night and day. And of course, as the saying goes, the greater the masterpiece, the greater the artisan. In other words, the more incredible the Creation is, therefore, you have to only marvel at how amazing is the creator. So how much greater is, is, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's also interesting to see the pairing going on. And so this pairing of, uh, you know, men and women, and the night and the day, and sleep and wakefulness, it's as if Allah ta'ala is saying, how can you doubt that this life is paired with the afterlife? Clearly, this life is going to be paired with the afterlife. Why? Because when there's male, there's female. When there's night, there's day. When there's sleep, there's wakefulness. And so obviously, there's this dunya. There's also going to be the akhirah. There's a nice, nice quote that says, when we try to pick anything out, of, uh, out by itself, we find it hitched to everything else in the universe. It's a nice quote basically saying, you can't just isolate things. You have to see how all of this is in harmony and in unison. Uh, uh, yes, all of it is harmonized. And also another interpretation that I thought was very powerful and very beautiful, so please, I hope you appreciate this, 
It's kind of asking the question, where are you going? Think about your future. When Allah Ta'ala pairs together the male and the female, what's the point of that? What's the point, what's the point of male and female? What, what, what does that create? Babies, children, right? That's the whole purpose of male, versus, male and female. And so you're thinking about your future generations. And what's the point of uh, having the night for rest and then the day for work? What's the point of going to work? You know, you want to save up your bank account. You're thinking about your future. You're thinking about the work that you're doing that you're building towards the future. So it's so amazing that Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, don't you pay attention to the male and the female for the sake of the future? Don't you look at your resting and then your daytime so you're working for the sake of the future? Think about your future. Where do you think you're going in all of this? So subhanAllah, there is a lot of wisdom here. Wallahu ta'ala a'na bisawab. Furthermore, there's a difference between al-ja'al al-qadri wal-ja'al al-shar'i. The way Allah Ta'ala makes something from a physical standpoint and the way Allah makes something from a legal standpoint. So uh, we know that Allah Ta'ala made this universe and this is making it in the physical sense. But there's also ja'ala, yani, uh, when Allah Ta'ala says, for example, ja'ala Allahu al-ka'bata al-bayt al-harama qiyaman nas Allah has made the Kaaba, the sacred house, standing for the people. So Allah made this Kaaba, the qibla, for instance, right? So this is not making in the physical sense, but in the shar'i sense. So it's always interesting to pay attention to these details and notice the difference between ja'ala to make something in a legal or in a physical sense. Allah made uh, the night for sleep. This statement is a both a, I think we spoke about this a little bit before, but I'll just reiterate that this is both factual and legal. You could say from both perspectives. Factually, because most creatures sleep at night, so it's a fact. And legally, because working the night shift is detrimental for one's mental health. You're encouraged. It's not haram, but it's encouraged to sleep at night and be awake during the day. The Prophet made the dua, Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriha. Oh Allah, make the early morning hours blessed for my nation. And of course, this dua was answered and accepted. And the Prophet confirmed this when he said, burika li ummati fi bukuriha. My nation has been blessed in its early hours of the day. Every night before we go to sleep, we make plans for the next day, right? I mean, usually before you go to bed, you think about what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? And subhanAllah, it's amazing that this is a, a sunnah al-ilahiyyah. This is a divine consistency. This is something that Allah Ta'ala has basically programmed, programmed us with. Why? Because we're always thinking, okay, I'm about to lose consciousness. I have to think about what happens next. I'm about to lose consciousness. I have to think about what happens when I wake. What is this training you for? It's training you for the inevitability that you will die. But guess what? You'll be raised up. And you should be planning and preparing for what? The day that you were raised up, resurrected. What, what's it going to be like? Have I prepared for that day? So subhanAllah, we have this, the, the, the world has been designed in such a way where Allah Ta'ala is training you for this inevitability. Furthermore, I also thought, thought, thought this was so fa fascinating how all these things are talking about uh, uh, realities that are outside of your control. We created from the male and the female. Uh, the, the pairs of male and female. So Allah Ta'ala is saying what? Did you have any control of being born from a male and a female? And the answer is, well, obviously not. I was just born. I didn't control who my parents were, etc. This is just, I was just born. So in that similar fashion, you will have no ability to control what's going to happen in terms of the two groups on Judgment Day. Right? People will be categorized. Just the same way there was male and female, and you could not control the, the reality of these two coming together and creating you. Well, guess what? I can also divide people up on Judgment Day, and you will not be able to stop me. So you better be on the good side. You better work to be on the good side. Otherwise, you can't stop me from putting you in whichever category you, are, uh, you belong to. Then also Allah says what? That uh, uh, we created this, this uh, uh, sleep as something that cuts you off. Do you have the ability to stop yourself from passing out, from cutting off uh, from consciousness? And the answer is obviously no. Well, in that same way, you cannot avoid death. You will be cut off from this life. So 
You, you cannot control the division of good and bad on Judgment Day. Similar fashion, you cannot control uh, 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 death. It's going to happen to you. And then Allah says what? We bring the night and cover it. Can you stop the night from coming? You can't stop the night from coming. And in the same way, when they're going to take your body and put it in the earth, you can't stop them from doing that either. This dirt is going to cover over you. Lights out, as they say. You're going to be covered by this earth and you can do nothing about it. Can you stop yourself from waking up? Can anybody pass out and say, man, I'm just going to sleep for you know, X amount of hours? No. When your body wakes up, you wake up. Can you stop yourself from resurrection? Absolutely not. So subhanAllah, again, this whole surah here is talking about what? This great news about resurrection. And Allah Ta'ala is giving evidence after evidence saying, think about your life. Think about how many things you don't control. Do you think you're really going to control me dividing up good and evil and me causing your death and uh, causing you to be cut off and, and then covered up by this earth and then be resurrected after, afterwards? No. So there's a nice quote also that says, as long as you are proud, you cannot know God. I think it's a nice quote. As long as you are proud, you cannot know God. You have to humble yourself and recognize this reality. Then Allah says what? So this I hope some of you might have remembered last week. We talked about this. And I asked the question to all of you. What's the correlation between working during the day? We made the daytime for working. What's the correlation between working during the day? And then Allah says, by the way. Not by the way, but anyway, it's just me saying. We constructed above you seven strong. And this is a reference to what? The seven heavens above you. And you look at these ayat, you think, well, what's the correlation? I don't get it. So, uh, just for the sake of brevity, I'll just roll right through, inshallah. There's two points that I want to mention. One is smaller and the other is bigger. The smaller one is, isn't it amazing that in all the vastness of space, nothing comes down and hits us that stops us from living the lives that we want to live? Every day you're walking around comfortable. I want to do this, you know. I can live my life however I want. I want to get up, I want to go here. How often are you wondering, man, is today going to be the day that a meteor wipes us all off this planet? You're not really worried about that. And Allah is saying, isn't it amazing that there's seven heavens above you, seven skies above you, and you're not worried at all that Allah Ta'ala is protecting you? That's a smaller point. I have a bigger point that I think, Wallahu Ta'ala, I think is a, a much more beautiful, much more powerful. And honestly, I would say, if you don't get anything out of today, at least remember this, inshallah Ta'ala. What is the, why mention? that you guys work during the day, but there are seven heavens above you. SubhanAllah, I really think this is powerful. Because this is the message to Quraysh, these materialistic people that only care about dunya. What are they doing? They're running around trying to conquer horizontally. I want more land. I want more money. I want more cattle. I want more crops, right? And they just keep on thinking about this dunya on the horizontal level. And Allah Ta'ala is reminding them, you can rise. You can rise, think about paradise, think about what's up, think about what's above, rise in ter terms of knowledge. Idris salam, the first one to, uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala gave him the ability of reading and writing. Allah Ta'ala mentions how he raised him up levels upon levels, subhanAllah. This is ilm. Allah Ta'ala mentions that we raise you up based on your knowledge. Learn, study your deen, practice your deen, rise up. Why are you only concerned about the horizontal? Think about the vertical. This I think is a powerful message. You, I've made, yes, I've made this dunya for you, that it's on the horizontal plane, you can run around, make money, and be very successful. But how much of that are you going to give your life to, considering how high you can go, how high you can rise yourself up, raise up, in terms of, uh, inshallah, uh, uh, your rank in paradise, I think this is a very powerful lesson. Now, I think this is also highlighted and pointed at by the sentence structure itself. What you would have expected in terms of a normal sentence structure is what? وَبَنَيْنَا سَبْعًا شِدَادًا فَوْقَكُمْ 
That's what you'd expect. The fawqakum at the end. Allah Ta'ala switches it and says what? Allah says, وَبَنَيْنَا فَوْقَكُمْ سَبْعًا شِدَادًا The fawqakum is muqaddam. It's advanced. Why? Because it's what is above you. You are lowly. And there's so much potential to rise up. فَوْقَكُمْ Right above you. That's being emphasized. Above you. Up. Go. Look up. Look above. Think about how much you can rise. Stop thinking about this dunya. But you can only do so, of course, by the permission of Allah. As Allah Ta'ala says, يَا مَعْشَرَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ إِنِ اسْتَطَعْتُمْ أَن تَنْفُذُوا مِنْ أَقْطَارِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ فَانْفُذُوا لَا تَنْفُذُونَ إِلَّا بِسُلْطَانِ Allah mentions in ayah number 33 of Surah Rahman, O company of the jinn and mankind, if you are able to pass beyond the regions of the heavens and the earth, then pass. You will not pass except by the authority. By authority of who? By the authority from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have to go through the means that Allah ta'ala gave you. Just the same way, the seven heavens are what the revelation passed through. It came down to us. It is by the permission of Allah that this revelation came down to us. And it is by the permission of Allah that the Prophet rose up through the seven heavens on Isra wal Mi'raj. Now here's the next question. Why seven heavens? Big question, right? Because obviously if everything we see in terms of the planets and the stars, etc. is all the first heaven, therefore that means we have no ability to see and experience uh, and visit these other layers. So then why inform us about it? There may be multiple answers. I have one that I thought was quite beautiful. One wisdom is to remind us that elevation is a process that requires steps that cannot be skipped. You can't just skip, you have to go layer by layer by layer. So, it's a similar concept that if we're thinking about what? Rising up through various levels, you can't skip any steps. You have to realize that there's a process to it if you really want to advance yourself in terms of your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody wants to skip being a student and just become knowledgeable and wise. No, no, I just, I just want to be on the member. I've actually had people say, like, how can I give a speech? I'm like, you got to read a lot of books. Like, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to read books. I just want to be the speaker. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Everybody wants to skip listening and just be heard, right? Everybody wants to skip exercising and just become strong, right? There's a famous quote from a bodybuilder. He says, everybody wants to be buff, but nobody wants to live heavy weights. It's a, anyway, it's a, it's a funny quote, but it's, it's a very true, very true. Uh, anyway, everybody wants to skip memorization and just be a hafiz, right? Oh, I just want to do my hivs. Right? It doesn't work like that. There are steps in all of these things. You have to grind it out. So yes, Allah Ta'ala mentions what? Sab'a shidadan. Shidad is the plural of shadida. Shadida means something that is strong. It could imply flawless, as Allah Ta'ala says, الَّذِي خَلَقَ سَبَعَ سَمَاوَاتٍ طِبَاقًا مَا تَرَى فِي خَلَقِ الرَّحْمَانِ مِنْ تَفَاوَتٍ فَرَجِعِ الْبَصَرَ هَلْ تَرَى مِنْ فُطُورٍ As Allah mentions in Surah Mulk, this could be referenced to Allah saying what? And He is the one who created the seven heavens in layers. You do not see in the creation of the Most Merciful any inconsistency. So return your vision to the sky. Do you see any breaks? So strong can mean no alter, uh, it doesn't alter, it doesn't change, it is not destroyed with the passage of time. This is also something you find in multiple tafsir. Now, within the seven heavens above us, there's, an, as we mentioned, an unfathomable, unfathomable amount of things that could come down to us. And yet, alhamdulillah, what are the things that are coming down to us? The two things that are mentioned in the very next two ayat, which are light and water. Subhanallah, what a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We look up to the skies and what are we getting? Not uh, uh, fire and brimstone, not meteors crashing into us, not alien invasions in, in all those movies, etc. No, subhanallah, what we have coming down to us is light and water. And the disbelievers are only concerned about this world, this dunya, their crops, their wealth, not realizing that the land that they own and the crops that they're growing are blessings that grow because of what? Light and water that are sent from above. And yet they still reject what is also sent from above, which is what? Revelation, subhanAllah. Now in terms of the seven heavens, sab'a samawat, how many times do you think it's mentioned in the Quran? Sab'a, <laughs> you got it, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Yes, uh, this is not considered one of them because this is sab'a shidad. 
So it is a reference to it, but it's not the same wording. In terms of the actual word, seven heavens, it's mentioned seven times. Inshallah, one of these days, I'll talk about uh, numbers in the Quran and how there's just this beautiful consistency and balance in the Quran about how many times you count certain words. Uh, again, the disbeliever can say, it's all coincidental. And you say, Mabruk, mashallah, good for you. Sure, if you want to, but I just think that subhanAllah, things like this seem, when you have the abundance of them, so many times you find these incredible consistencies. Anyway, they're mentioned in Baqarah, Isra, uh, Surah Mu'minun, Surah Fusilat, Surah Talaq, Surah Mulk, and Surah Nuh. Seven different times you have Sab'a Samawat. There are other ayat that are relevant to this, like for example, Allah says what? We have made the sky a protecting ceiling, but they, from its signs, are turning away. And this is also reminiscent of the ayah that we just covered in Surah Nazi'at, which is right next to it. Allah Ta'ala says, Are you more difficult in creation or the seven heavens, or, or excuse me, or the heaven, uh, the sky above, Allah has constructed it and he raised its ceiling and proportioned it. The final ayah I'd like to talk about today is the final ayah, or the next one, which is what? وَجَعَلْنَا سِرَاجًا وَهَاجًا What does Allah say? Allah says, and وَجَعَلْنَا And it is we who made, we made therein a burning lamp. Siraj is a lamp, you could say, rough translation, and wahaj, you could say, burning. So the previous ayah talked about what? About the sky. Now Allah Ta'ala talks about what he put in that sky. Siraj is a lamp, just like all the stars that you see in the sky, which are also these small, you could say, lamps, but they are too far away uh, to significantly give us light, to light up the, the world around us, or to heat up the earth. Uh, with the exception of one star, and that is, of course, the sun, which is why it's given this extra description of not just Siraj, but Sirajan Wahaja. Wahaj, what does it mean? Muqatil, rahimahullah, he says that Al-Wahaj, yani, it's the combination of Al-Nur, it's the combination of light and heat. This is exactly what the sun provides for us. It's not, it doesn't just light up the whole day so that we see everything, but it also keeps us warm in the exact perfect amount that if we were any closer or further, we would either burn or freeze, or we would have all sorts of radiation, get all sorts of cancers, subhanAllah, and yet this thing is just floating and nobody's driving the bus, they say. SubhanAllah, it just keeps on going around and around and nobody's worried about you know, uh, the, the rotation of the earth. Alhamdulillah, the seasons keep coming, four seasons a year very comfortably, and this is the ni'mah of Allah. Ibn Abbas says that is hyperbolized, obviously, wahaj, the fa'al pattern. Why is it hyperbolized? Implying continuity. Unlike us, who we, we need sleep. We need rest, right? We need to take breaks. Well, subhanAllah, the sun is constantly burning and never takes a break to rest or recharge. Think about that, you know, we always have to charge our phones, I gotta charge this laptop. SubhanAllah, this sun, no breaks. Why? Because if there was even a break for a little while, subhanAllah, forget about it, we'd be all done. It just keeps on giving abundant light and heat constantly and uninterrupted in its flow. This comes from the root verb of wahaja, yawhaju or yahiju, wahajan, wahijan, wahajan, fahuwa wahijun, which means to glow, to burn, to blaze, to glitter, to be incandescent. Uh, yes, and if you want more facts about what we talked about earlier, about the, the incredible nature of this sun, we talked about this when we talked about the tafsir of Surah al-Shams. We talked about many different facts about its size and how much energy it's giving off, how many watts or whatever the case is. SubhanAllah, it is truly remarkable. Allah Ta'ala says what? In a similar verse, Allah says, It is He who has made the sun a shining light and the moon a derived light and determined for it phases that you may know the number of years and account of time. Yes, oh, by the way, this word, uh, uh, the root letters of wahaja only occurs one time in the Quran, whereas sarija yasraju, uh, sarajan, means to lie 
or to be beautiful, and saraja yesuruju sarjan means to lie or to braid hair. And I found this very fascinating. It's interesting to me that the night was described as rest using the word subat, which comes from the root verb sabata, which also means to untie or unbraid one's hair, while the word referring to sun is siraj, coming from saraja, which can also mean to braid one's hair. It's as if the night is winding you down, undoing you, and winding, un, uh, you know, undoing you or winding you down, and the sunlight winds you up. You know, and you feel the energy, the light coming through the window, and you, you want to lie down more, but you're like, it's just, it's, I, I just feel like getting up. It's like one unties you and the other one ties you up. SubhanAllah, even the wording of it is so meticulous and so beautiful that this is, these are the details of the Qur'an. So with that, inshallah ta'ala, we close and we'll continue next week, bi'ithnillah. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who can appreciate these ayat of the Qur'an. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who are always contemplating, talking about, thinking about, conveying the message of this incredible Qur'an. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. وصلى الله عليه وسلم محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم كثيرا والسلام عليكم الله